knowledge, and exploration, the life's blood of the Federation. These are the voyages of the starship Tiberius, our mission to explore uncharted space, to serve as ambassadors to new life forms and new civilizations, to unlock the secrets of the universe around us. Hello and welcome to the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast, The Reading Room, Episode Number 4. I'm Kenny, I'm co-moderator of the RPG game and also moderator of the forums. I play the captain, Nathan Quinn, half Elorian, half Betazoid. And this is Jen, co-moderator of the RPG. I play a Vulcan woman who happens to be the first officer and chief science officer of the USS Tiberius, Commander Savril. Today's RPG briefing will feature an interview with King Linkser, who plays Ensign Isaac Starstriker. The story so far, and a nine-minute audio drama. So our interview for this week is King Linkster from the forums. He plays Ensign Starstriker, um, Tim, in real life. And uh, how's it going, Tim? It's going well. Good. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? Well, he's a secret character named Ensign Isaac Starstriker, and he's the primary ops of the Tiberius right now. Okay, cool. And we still really don't know what species he is. No, I haven't said much, and there is much left to be said about Isaac before the end of the story, and uh, I plan on releasing that soon. Okay, but he is pivotal to this story. I mean, his yeah. character is the one that initiated the whole virus to begin with. Yeah, he's he's been a pivotal part of it, even though he, even he has not realized it yet. Yeah. Well, he was really like the guinea pig. He didn't start it. So well, yeah, the, that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, obviously he didn't. He's but he's patient zero. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the the type of man he is and and what he does on the ship. All he has been doing is really helping out people because the whole virus thing has really hit the ship hard. And beforehand, he was instrumental in finding a cloaked ship. And before that, he he's just been an assistance to everyone. It's kind of his character. He, mm-hmm. he just likes to help out people. Yeah, which most ops people are. I mean, they pretty much touch everything, every part of the ship, mm-hmm. you know, because they are in operations. Yeah. Right. He has some sugar gliders, right? Yeah, he does, too. Flying squirrels. <laughs> yeah, squirrels. They cause a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, they've been squirrels, rodents. Um, there's another one that I can't remember. Someone posted about them. <laughs> and they still aren't named yet. I don't think they'll... I don't know how long that's going to be until he finally names them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they caused a little bit of trouble during a um, ready room briefing, I think, once. Or they almost did. They escaped Almost. in five forward. <laughs> yeah, they've been exploring the ship a little more than Margan's cat, I think. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we do have wayward animals all the time roaming around <laughs> the ship. I don't know what's up with that. In, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think, why don't you tell us a little bit about his abilities as far as his telepathy goes? I think that's got him in trouble a couple of times, too. Yeah, he's a fairly strong telepath. He's not as strong as Quinn is. He's got really powerful, long-range abilities, but uh, he has gotten in trouble for them 
in the past. Yeah, and... well, he, he seems to be more curious, mm-hmm. you know, with, with his telepathy. Mm-hmm. You more know? than other telepaths are. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And do we even know what he looks like? Um, I mean, can you describe him? For now, he's just a human. He's just humanoid. Yeah. Okay. He's about, what, 6'1"? That's what your profile says. Yeah, 6'1", feet, uh, blonde hair. And do we know anything about his past? I mean, where did he come from? Did he just show up at Starfleet one day? There is basically no history on him yet because Mm -hmm. I haven't revealed it. Uh, he, He basically does, as you say, show up at Starfleet and serves aboard two ships before finally arriving on the Tiberius. But those um, serving aboard, he served aboard the Enterprise and then the Sovereign for uh, a couple months each on both and then finally arrived on the Tiberius. Okay. That's basically all the history I've revealed yet. Yet. So I assume there'll be more to come. Yes, much more. (laughs) In a short amount of time, because this season's almost up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I, I will say m- this much: I think many are going to be surprised in how the season ends with Star Striker. That, that's all I'm willing to say right now. All right. Well, the, we look forward to uh, seeing where you take him. Uh, he's mm-hmm. definitely an interesting character. So. Yes, he's been he's been quite fun to write for it but very challenging yeah at the same time yeah great well do you have anything else jim i think that's pretty much it mm-hmm. he's a mysterious character still <laughs> and so we we look forward to seeing where he goes and uh what he turns into what he becomes how he affects the the end of the story so uh thank yeah. you very much tim for taking time and chatting with us no problem and thank yeah. you for writing in the uh, rpg Yes. Thanks. So a lot has happened on the RPG in the last week or so. So uh, here is the story so far. Do you want to start, Jen? Yes. We, um, I guess the same day we recorded our uh, microcast last week was the day that Brex died in the RPG. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. We should probably talk about that. Sad. And I was totally shocked. I had no idea. I wasn't pre-told that he was going to die. and No. And I was like, oh my gosh, but we like Brex. Don't <laughs> kill him. Yeah, because I think we I even understand. discussed it earlier, too, mm-hmm. about how we would use his character as like an NPC because he's everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses him. He, he's you the know? bartender in Five Forward that everyone uses yeah. to just yeah. kill like Guinan. killing Guinan. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can imagine him killing Guinan. He's uh, Margon's son. And when we yes, talked to a strange son, you know, when we so. talked to um, Rick Moyer, he talked a little bit about the relationship they had and how it was a little strained. But all yeah. of that got patched up five minutes before he croaked. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good post, mm-hmm. very good post. We had a lot of really good posts lately. Yeah, you know, it's the the action is really heating up, and and the season's coming to a close. We and... airlocked somebody. <laughs> We did. It oh was totally, God, that's bat- right. totally Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, I know. That's right. I forgot about that one. That was a good one. Oh man, he was that a, was. He was a um a character that was a spy on the ship who was 
we had a, a writer who was writing for him, and it was his main character, and we had a disagreement, and the guy left, and we had to take care of the character, because what else are we going to do with him? So yeah. we came up with the solution in, in Wraith 1701, Eric. He decided the guy got really sick and locked himself in an air, in the uh, hangar bay and dropped the force field and opened the bay doors and got sucked out into space. Yeah, and it was very descriptive. Yes, it, was it was very good. It was a very good post. post. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's see. More people have been dying. We've lost quite a few people. I think we, I've, I, I think Quinn mentioned that we lost like a third of our mm-hmm. crew so mm-hmm. far. Um, and a third's infected, and a third is unaffected. So I know uh, Dr. Dredd, your alter character, mm-hmm. has been working with Arya on uh, that inhibitor, which actually it worked. Yes. So I know she administered to uh, Eric, her dad, and um, it's not a cure right now, but it's definitely, it's it, what, stops the process? But doesn't it doesn't reverse, reverse it. it. It slows the, the progress, I guess. And yeah. the, they have to have the in, the uh, injection every 36 hours, from what I understand, or it, they begin to backslide. So Yeah. Yeah, and I know right now we only have 10 doses, and of course it falls on Quinn to decide mm-hmm. who's going to get the And it doesn't the work doses. on the biogel packs. Yes, that was a key yeah. point, too. That it's not, it doesn't work for some reason, it's not working on those. So, uh, the, the ship is, is in bad mm-hmm. shape right now. I think we have more and more malfunctions. Doors aren't working, turbulence aren't working. Translator. Replicators have been down, the translator's down. Yeah, we're just, uh, every little system. All we're doing is we're, we're maintaining impulse engine and life, uh, But we have uh, arrived support. at Vulcan, correct? Yes, we did. You're right. We did arrive at Vulcan. And they did want to help, but Quinn insisted that they stayed off the ship. Um, he wanted to quarantine the ship, but he just didn't want this thing to spread because he saw how uh, how quickly it spread on our ship. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a matter of a few days. And if it got loose, it you would know, devastate hundreds the of our people. Universe, yeah. Quadrant, if not, mm-hmm. yeah, if not the universe. So uh, he put a stop to that. So they are trying to help from the planet, and I know um, uh, Catan's. Investigation mm-hmm. also has been uh, finding out some things about Dr. Lucas. He was the, the first victim of the virus, and he's the doctor who engineered the pathogen that has infected everyone. Yeah. And he's apparently, yeah. he has a, a, a co-conspirator, and Dr. Dret and Lieutenant Catan were able to get into his records and hack some of the encrypted messages that he'd been sending between he and his co-conspirator who happens to be on Vulcan and their their code word is Salot so Lieutenant Catan who's the acting chief security officer is now looking into that so I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell it's coming to a close Um, we're hoping to finish this season up in the next week or so so big things will be happening and Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing where it goes. I mean, I have an idea of where I, you know, where we want it to go, but that never works out. So, but it's, it's we'll see how it all of, works out at the end. Yeah. Well, we. Oh no, I agree. Yeah, we, I don't like knowing what's going to happen. Gonna happen so, and, and the writers kind of add to that. It, I think it's it's like adding a nice spice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they tweak it slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very cool. 
So, uh, yeah, so we look forward to it. Definitely coming to a close with season five. Not yet. Uh, I don't think we have a title for this. (laughs) That always happens afterwards, it seems. Yeah, because, I mean... (laughs) After, mm-hmm. Yeah, after you can mm-hmm. overlook the entire thing and see what happened. We probably well, obviously, the, the virus, virus was too. our big story in season so five. If anybody has ideas for the name we of the should. virus, yeah. PM Kenny and I and let us know. Go to the forums to the microcast section and put it in there. That'd be great. Um, all right, so I think that's it. Cool. For today's post of the week, Jen produced this great audio drama of Brex's death. It was written by Jen... Moyer777, Four Lights, and King Linkster. Take it away, Jen. Morgan lay on the gurney as his head swung to and fro violently. The medtech wasn't having any luck, even after administering the sedative. Shh, the medtech said, trying to quiet the bullion. You're okay, counselor. You're okay. He started yelling again, this time at the top of his lungs. Ya et on fe! Cristo antro! Repro con crinto! Flose front! Dr. Drett was distracted by the commotion and rushed to see the problem firsthand. What do we have here? She asked the med tech as she stepped to his side. I can't make out what he's saying. The universal translator is offline, and I'm nowhere close to a linguist, the tech said in frustration. Do you know anyone who speaks Bolian? Ryla motioned for the med tech to place the counselor on the biobed that was recently cleared of yet another deceased patient. He's delirious. I'm not sure that what he's saying would make any sense even if we could understand Bullion. Counselor, are you in pain? She asked as the men lifted him off the gurney and onto the bed. His eyes locked on Ryla's as he gripped her arm in a desperate attempt to communicate. The med techs moved to restrain the feverish Bullion, but Dr. Drett waved them off. With her free hand, she gently removed his grip from her arm and held his hand. I know you're scared, Counselor. She gave him a weak smile as she administered a pain reliever. This will help a little. The hypo hissed, and he laid back as he continued muttering incoherently. While Ryla moved her tricorder over his twitching body, the doors to sickbay opened and two men stepped onto the floor. Breck scanned the crowded medical bay before rushing to his father's side. Dad! The computer said you were in sickbay, but I thought you were just here helping out! Are you all right? His father shattered again in Bolian when he saw his son. Brex couldn't believe his eyes. His father looked horrible and in pain. He set his dislike for his dad aside and tried to comfort him. It's all right, Dad. You're on the Tiberius. It's me, Brex. Ya et unfe, Cristo antro ripro der crinto flo sefrant, repeated the counselor. Brex looked up at the doctor. He's saying, no, it can't be. This wasn't supposed to happen. I'm sorry. I think the procedure he had to remove my mother's memory has returned. Ryla ran her tricorder over the counselor and glanced at Brex. We're fighting an epidemic on Tiberius. We're not sure how the pathogen was introduced, but we're working on an inhibitor. I have not been able to develop a cure, as each individual seems to be infected by a different strain of this virus. It affects each individual differently. In your father's case, the manipulated memory engrams have reverted to their previous state. She continued to scan as she explained. The process your father underwent is fairly routine. It involves submolecular manipulation of neurochemical enzymes. They are often transplanted into an engram from outside or transferred between different engrams in the subject's brain. Transferring is often more successful than implantation. It's possible the virus has targeted this area of your father's brain. Brex took a deep breath. Doctor, they altered his memory enzymes telepathically. That is why I was opposed to doing this. 
It isn't as stable as he was led to believe. And if it ever crashes, then it can never be performed again. The brain can't handle it. It can remove the decaying block, but they have to put the total memory back into his head. The only bad part is, I'm the one with the whole memory. If we want to save him, we're going to need a telepath. It was at that moment that Isaac stepped into the sick bay. Looking for a telepath? The young ensign poked his head around the corner. Star Striker reporting for duty, Doctor. Isaac looked concerned for Margon. Whatever I need to do, I'm willing to do it, Doctor, he said. The overt destruction of memory engrams is very dangerous. If you were connected to his mind while he is in this state, the effects on you would be catastrophic. No, no, I can't allow it. You have to, Doctor. He'll die if I don't help him through this. He has to have the entire memory. If you find the virus and cure everyone, he could still die, said Brex. Ryla considered the bartender with a weary expression and released a defeated sigh. <sighs> All right. If I could remove the decaying neurochemical from your father first, then your telepathic friend can proceed. But it has to be performed simultaneously. Once the neurochemical is removed, it will need to be replaced immediately. But I have to warn you, even if we repair the damage to your father's mind, he will still have this virus. She passed her scanner over the counselor's son, and it will most definitely be transmitted to you and Mr. Starstriker. Breck sat down and cleared his mind. He wasn't sure about all of this. What is the bottom line here? What exactly are you saying the risk is? He asked apprehensively. You could both die, replied the Trill Doctor. Judan looked at Brex. You sure you want to do this, boss? I don't know, Judan, but I have to do something. I'm the only one this will work with. Go ahead, Doctor. Let's do this. Ensign Starstriker probed Brex's mind and asked him to think of the day that his mother's died. Where was he? What was he wearing? What did he see? Starstriker saw him with his father. Were you with your father, Brex? Yes said Brex calmly. I was there. A tear began to fall down his cheek as he remembered that day. Suddenly he felt himself inside his father's head. The wind was blowing. The leaves were swirling around him. He saw his mother's on the ground. He felt the pain that Margon felt. He understood. It was much worse than he had imagined. Dad, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize... He wasn't using his mouth anymore to speak. He was reaching out to Margon in his thoughts. Margon reached out and thought as well. You know I've always loved you, Brex. The wind blew harder now. I know you didn't agree with me on this whole memory thing, but I couldn't cope with it. It was eating me alive, son. I just couldn't keep reliving it. I had to take the procedure. Dad, your mind is rejecting the block now. I have to help you. The virus began to fill Brex's head at an alarming rate. The telepathic link with the ensign was like a wave of immense power filling the bullion's head. Brex bent over and shook. He fell and then went motionless. The counselor jerked violently as Brex fell off his chair and onto the floor. Judan bent down to try to wake Brex. Boss! Boss! Brex's face started turning yellow. This isn't good, doctor! Do something! The med tech held Margon down as he continued to shake. Doctor, said Jadan. Dr. Drett was quickly gathering the drugs she needed to stabilize Brex. She frowned as she knelt beside him. 
passed a tricorder over his body and pressed the hypospray against his neck. Isaac turned towards the doctor. I don't know what to do. I wasn't finished. I don't understand. She glanced up at the ensign and shook her head. I shouldn't have agreed to this. The counselor still has a deadly virus. It doesn't matter whether he has his memories or not. Now his son is infected too. The counselor's eyes opened and he stared at Ryla and the medtech. What? Where am I? What's going on? Dret turned to him and said softly, Counselor, the fever. It affected your memory block. Brex was attempting to help you repair the engrams. He turned his head to see his son on the floor. Brex! Judan held Brex's head on his lap and looked up with horror on his face. I can't find his pulse, doctor! Ryla returned to the young Bolian and pointed a tricorder in his direction. She called for various drugs to bring him back, and after attempting several, she bit her lower lip and shook her head. With an exasperated voice, she said, He's gone. No! cried Margon. No! The counselor sat up, even though he felt like his head was so heavy. The fever was still overtaking him. His memory was now fully restored. But at what price? The petite doctor tried to keep him calm, but Margon pushed her out of the way, jumping off the bio bed and kneeling down to hold his son. It seemed like all of sickbay went quiet. Everyone stopped and watched the scene that unfolded. Sweat was pouring down Margon's face as he held Brex in his arms. Flo Sifrant, he whimpered. Flo Sifrant. For today's final thoughts, Jen? <laughs> I'm sorry. I re- I've just been drinking coffee, I swear. <laughs> today's final thoughts. Oh. We'll, we'll start off with um, a discussion about our upcoming Ready Room Skype party, which we'll be recording. Yes. We'll, we're going to invite yes. um, all of the writers and maybe even some groupies who are just reading to uh, participate in a, a group Skype conversation regarding this past season and what they liked about it and what happened and what they hope will happen next season. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think so. Uh, I also wanted to uh, open up the forum to people who want to take a crack at our monologue at the beginning of our show. You know, space, the final frontier, blah, blah, blah. Um, we have one, which is great. We can alternate between them if someone wants to submit uh, mm-hmm. a few of them. You know, they can be whatever, however long they want to be. And, you know, just something that deals with our crew and our missions and our ship. And, you know, I mean, we've all watched Star Trek and we know the opening of each one. So something similar in the vein of Star yeah, Trek would be very unique. cool. Um, we also want to... Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we don't want, you know, you know, space, the final frontier you know, with the USS Tiberius. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely want something... You know, that's unique to our ship mm-hmm. and to us as a crew and the RPG game and stuff like that. So uh, take a crack at it and you can submit it. Uh, you can either PM Jen and I. Uh, you can go to www.trexandsci-fi.com and click on the forums link. <laughs> See, I had to throw that in there. This is the first time I said it in this podcast. And you can either PM Jen and I or there is uh, the Microcast Ready Room thread in the forums that you can also uh, put it there. And we also are going to start accepting audio comments. Totally up to you guys. We were trying to come up with certain topics that we wanted to talk about. But, you know, if you want to 
send a two, three-minute piece about your character, about a favorite post that you read that you really liked. If you guys want to do a dramatization, we're all for that too, or a reading of a post. Um, we're open to, you know, making this more listener-friendly. So, you know, you don't have to listen to Jen and I talk all the time. So uh, it's opened up to, you know, just... You can send the MP3 to uh, me. You can get my email address from the forums at www.treksandsci-fi.com. Click on the forum link. You can also send it to Jen. So, yes. And I think your email is also mm -hmm. on the forum in our profiles. So, um, yeah. So uh, go ahead and send comments in and whatever you like. You know, we like to fill up this podcast. And that concludes The Ready Room. This is Jen. And this is Kenny. Hailing frequencies closed.